Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. It does kind of feel like you're on a holiday a little bit. The sun's shining. You have a lot of events going on. You're getting ready maybe for a big fun weekend. Welcome into BMAS and Beamer. Brian Mazarowski here with you until 10 o'clock on WBEN. I, great day outside. And look at how sunny it is. It's beautiful. You can't ask for anything better. You got the basketball tournament going on downtown today. Hope you're uh, getting ready to enjoy that if you're heading down to afternoon. I think the, I mean, the way to do that is uh, it's like a it, it, plus and minus, right? It's fun to go to. Although I think a lot of times you go to the game and you're left like, well, I want to watch all the games. But you, you're you in there. You can only really watch the game that's in front of you. The, the thing to do is on a beautiful day like today, you get down there early. You're able to walk around. You go to the early session, which is the cheapest session too. So you go to the early games. You take a couple days off of work. You get down there, you enjoy the games, then you go out, you can have some dinner, and then you can, you know, hang out somewhere else and watch all the games later on as they're unfolding, you know, on a big TV somewhere. I mean, that sounds like a perfect day. You're able to enjoy the weather, you get in on some of the games, get some of the games live. I mean, that that sounds like a pretty uh, pretty cool Thursday for hanging out here in uh, Buffalo and Western New York and the big parades this weekend. Man. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Uh, but thanks for hanging out with me. How about that yesterday? The Bills with the big signing, Von Miller. I mean, that's a huge name. That's a huge That's a former Super Bowl MVP. That's a future Hall of Famer deciding to come to Buffalo. This is what he posts on Instagram. It's been crazy, man. Crazy uh, four hours. Um, going back and forth, man. A lot of things that I love in L.A. But I just wanted to let you know I'm coming to Buffalo. Bills Mafia What's good. Is 40 open? Yeah. Uh, he To hear that, right, a lot of great things in L.A., but I wanted to let you know I'm coming to Buffalo. Like, imagine somebody saying that about any, you know, football player, hockey player, lawyer, accountant, I mean, you whatever. Imagine somebody hearing that, somebody saying that. You know, L.A., it's nice, whatever, but I'm uh, – I'm going to Buffalo. Excited to go to Buffalo to make that choice. That's huge. That's awesome. You got to love to hear that. 
And, you know, there's a lot of things that go on in that uh, decision. Obviously, there's that uh, Josh Allen effect, right? You have that. And that was actually reported yesterday where I saw the uh, the tweet. One of the insiders, you know, one of those uh, <laughs> big-time NFL accounts posted it out. You know, Bill signing Von Miller to a big multi-year deal. And who was this? This is Albert Breer. He said, I'm told Miller's camp conveyed their interest in Buffalo early on. A big part of it was Miller wanting to play with Josh Allen. So how about that? You have that effect. You get a superstar player, right, who other people around the league say, you know what, I – I want to come to Buffalo. I want to play with that guy. I see how he is on uh, TV. I see how he's lifting his team up. He's uh, doing an awesome job. That's the guy I want to play with. To have that happen less than a week after Jack Eichel came back, I don't know who said that about that guy? No one. That's a, that's a pretty big difference. That's what I immediately thought of reading that. <laughs> No, no one was saying that about Eichel. Uh, but they're saying that about Josh Allen the Bills, and it's very cool to see. But I, I do think another part of that is there is a certain cool level. You know, for as much as we had the debates for and against, and as much as you had the, the Bills themselves, right, pushing back hard, wanting to distance themselves from fans being crazy in the parking lots, from people jumping through tables, from all the antics that you see, from the term Bill's Mafia, right? See how they've come around? There's a reason for that. I mean, they've embraced all of that in the last four to five years because there's a certain cool factor there. There's a connection between the fans and the team that you don't really get in other teams that I think a lot of players look at and say, you know, there's something to this. Like, that's pretty cool to be a part of. They see the videos on Twitter and Instagram and all over the place on social media. And they're looking at that saying, you know, that I, I wouldn't mind being a part of that. So I'm glad that the team embraced it. I'm glad the league embraced it because you know the players are. And as much as Josh Allen's like the driving factor in all of that, I do think Bills fans play a little bit of a part. You're not going to convince me otherwise. So I love seeing that. I love seeing somebody spur L.A. for Buffalo. Come on. Ever think that's going to happen 10 years ago? Like I said, football, hockey, play it doesn't matter. Anyone, any walk of life. You're taking L.A. and you're, uh, no, no thanks. I'm going to Buffalo. That's great. 803-0930 if you want to join me this morning on BMAS and Beamer. We're also running this report. Hey, do you share your Netflix account? In a blog post, Netflix says sharing accounts is impacting its ability to invest in new TV and films. Translation, it's losing money with people sharing logins. So the company is testing a new program in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru, where you can add a sub account on your profile. The pilot in Costa Rica is $2.99 to add an additional user. Users will also be able to transfer profiles to either a new account or be added as a sub on someone else's account without losing viewing history. The new 
features launch in a few weeks. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. So it's like, it's almost like you're uh, subleasing an apartment. You can sublease your Netflix account for just a couple dollars more. They put this thread out all the time. I hear this like twice a year. Hey, stop sharing your password. There's too many people sharing our password. We're not uh, able to make enough money to uh, support all the movies and uh, everything that we want to make. Which I, I find that a little hard to believe. They're not able to... Uh, we're, we're sharing the password so much that you're not able to uh, make enough money. What's their market cap? $158.7 billion. That's... <laughs> and you need an extra 13 bucks out of me. Um, but I, if you don't share your Netflix account, I think that's a problem. If you pay for Netflix and you're not sharing it with at least one other person, now maybe that's just, you know, within your household or people who used to live in your household. It's like kids. Um... You, your wife, and, and, you know, between, like, the all of you, you have, what, five, six people on one account, and you're like, all right, that's enough. We're already hitting our limits sometimes. But if you have a Netflix account that you pay for, and you're not sharing it with at least one other person, I don't know. I feel like there's something wrong with that. You have to be doing that. You spread the wealth around a little bit. You know, help some other people out. There's got to be someone, you know, hey, that it's never come up in conversation where you've been talking about some show. Whoever you're talking to goes, yeah, I didn't see. I don't have Netflix. And you don't immediately go, well, here, take my password. Uh, that's, that's, That's what friends do. That's having a good friend. If you're not sharing your Netflix password or your your other streaming services password, I, I think you have to step it up in that game. You have to step it up as a friend. I have never had a streaming service that I didn't share it with one exception. And this is where Amazon just kind of knows everything. I am a little leery. You have to be a very close friend for me to share the Amazon password. Because the Amazon password is not just all their movies. It's... Your, you know, where you buy your uh, diapers and stuff, too. <laughs> so so it's not just sharing the streaming service. It's also that whole Amazon account or something like that. But if you, you know, Netflix, Hulu, the Disney ones, the ESPN one, I have, I don't even know who's on my accounts for those, but I know that other people use them. I have accounts for, uh, you know, certain media services where you read articles and then if you go in the app, the things that you've read will kind of like disappear or fade away, become a little smaller because you already read them. And I'm like, wait, I didn't read this. Oh, wait, I share my account with like two other. Who read this? Who do I share my account with? I don't even know. Uh, But you, I, I think you have to. Some people texting in, 8030930. Uh, someone said, my boss gets so worked up about this, says I'm stealing from a billion-dollar Netflix by using my mom's account. You're allowed to do that. That's That's got to be built into the business model a little bit. You're going to 
You have a Netflix password, a password to any streaming service. However many people can watch that at once, you have to assume that that's going to happen all the time. And for the person who just texted in that you don't share Netflix or Hulu because it's stealing, I mean, listen, I'm not saying that you're being a greedy person. I'm just saying that your friends might think that you're being a greedy person if you are clutching on to that uh, Netflix or Hulu account just like that. I, I don't consider that stealing I, that's you know sharing there's a difference you're you're spreading the account because if they wanted to they have the technology they could turn that off immediately they could tell if you're watching from a different tv or computer boom not happening with like the flip of a switch you know it it's like when you call and complain to your internet or cable company about something going wrong or the speed isn't up to snuff, and I've done that before. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, boof, you know, whatever you just did, I went from, you know, 20 download to 200 in a second. Well, why wasn't it like this all the time? Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I certainly think that everybody who has that password, I, I think you better be sharing it. Just a little bit. And then there's this. This is what I want to get into today that was in the news yesterday. If you were listening around this time to me, thank you very much, uh, but you weren't listening to the Ukrainian President Zelensky addressing a joint session of Congress. Did so, you know, through an interpreter, obviously. It was on video. The, you know, all of Congress was gathering in uh, a big auditorium to watch this. We talked about earlier this morning with. Uh, Congressman Chris Jacobs, if you want to hear a little bit of some of the reaction and and what might come of that. Uh, But there was one take that uh, just absolutely, I think, shook the Internet yesterday. Upon watching the Ukrainian president, Peter Schiff, former Senate candidate, Uh, best known as an economic pundit, had this to say on Twitter after the Ukrainian president addressed that joint session of Congress pleading for more help to his country who was at war. Peter Schiff, he tweeted, I understand times are hard, but doesn't the president of Ukraine own a suit? I don't have much respect for current members of the U.S. Congress either, but I still wouldn't address them wearing a T-shirt. I wouldn't want to disrespect the institution or the United States. He misspelled United. He probably meant United States, but he he wrote Unites States. I, I get what you mean there. But that's the tweet. The backlash, I'm sure you can imagine. Immediate and swift on Twitter. He didn't back down, though. All the criticism he faced... He dug deeper and deeper and deeper into that take that I understand times are hard, which how ridiculous is that just to begin with? I understand times are hard. I mean, that's what you say to somebody who just lost their job, maybe. I understand times are hard. Somebody who's had a a little rough go of it recently. I understand times are hard. 
that's understating you are at war with a country who's invading you. Times are hard. I, I don't think that quite goes far enough to describe what's happening in Ukraine right now. Times are hard. Times are hard for Peter Schiff is, you know, the Dow dropped 100 points. Times are hard is not how you describe a war zone. But anyways, that's the first part of his statement. But he's, we've all seen the president of Ukraine over the last few years. He is, you know, it's kind of his uniform that he's been seen in. He's wearing a hoodie. He's wearing a shirt. And Peter Schiff here on Twitter going out saying, doesn't he own a suit? I wouldn't address them wearing a T-shirt. Never mind that he's in an active war zone. Never mind that, you know, he, he's got quite a few things on his plate. Laundry, I'm guessing, is not top of mind. And even if it was, something tells me the dry cleaner in his neighborhood is closed right now. But Peter Schiff still wants to go out off about the leader of Ukraine not wearing a suit. I, I mean, you know, the reaction is obvious. The take on that take is obvious. What a, you know what, you can fill in the blank to say that. But I did think it was interesting because I it was something that I had noticed. You, you're used to seeing, and that has been talked about as part of the appeal of the president, Zelensky, that, you know, he is, he is a, a comedian, he's an actor, and he has a way of connecting with people that normally you wouldn't find. And, and I do think that part of that connection is not looking like your typical stuffy politician is not in a crisp suit with a collar and everything else. It is putting on clothes. I mean, to me, that you're wearing a hoodie. I'm probably wearing a very similar one right now to what he was wearing yesterday. To me, that's more of a symbol of, listen, I'm working around the clock here. I've seen him wear pretty much the same thing. This is what we're doing here. I have worse things on my mind than what I'm wearing, no matter who I'm addressing at the time. But this is what some people focus on. Is it what you focus on anymore? Because, you know, he's saying this. It's obvious to look at Peter Schiff here and say... This is an absolutely ridiculous take, ridiculous tweet. Pointing, He's at war. He's showing you images of war, images of his people and what they're going through. And you're focused on that he didn't wear a suit while in front of uh, members of Congress virtually. I mean, he's obviously being ridiculous. But how far down the line do you go? When would you complain about somebody not being dressed up to the extent that they should be? Because I think that's slipped, for better or worse, that is definitely slipped a lot in the last two years. But even before that, that was starting to become less and less of something that was kind of taken as a 
I don't know, a must-do. I think 10 years ago, if you were getting up in front of an audience, whether it's Congress, whether it's a group of business people at a hotel somewhere, you're delivering some sort of speech. 10 years ago, I think you would have assumed you wear a suit. And now I definitely don't think that's the case. What about you? Uh, 803-0930 to join me. Brian Mazurowski hanging out with you on WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, Brian Masarowski here with you for uh, the next little bit. Then uh, you'll have Joe Beamer in for David Bellavia. Oh, we're talking about the, uh, I mean, probably the most... There's a lot of ridiculous things every day, so I don't want to overstate things. But it is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen online. Peter Schiff, the uh, economic pundit, is that how, what you describe his current job as, a former Senate candidate, tweeting yesterday after the Ukrainian president addressed Congress, I understand times are hard. I mean, you could stop right there. Ridiculous statement. But doesn't the president of Ukraine own a suit? I don't have much respect for current members of the U.S. Congress either, but I still wouldn't address them wearing a T-shirt. That's Peter Schiff 
uh, tweeting yesterday about uh, President Zelensky and how he addressed Congress. Uh, Peter Schiff looking like the biggest idiot of the day yesterday by making that statement. Uh, but what do you think about just in general, where is a suit appropriate anymore? I, uh, there are very few places. Court? And where if I see you in a suit, I might assume that you have a court date. We'll go to the phones, 803-0930, if you want to join me. Jim in North Tonawanda. Jim, uh, how are you doing this morning? Good, good. Good to talk to you, Brad. God, I can't remember the last time I spoke to you. Listen to me very carefully. I want to qualify this. I'm a retired soldier. Between my active duty time and my time with the New York State National Guard, I had 20 years, 7 months, 29 days of combined military service. Now, listen to me very carefully. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that President Zelensky is the number one target priority of Russian snipers. Now, pretend that you're a Russian sniper right now, okay? You're looking through the scope of your, you're looking through that sniper scope on the top of your rifle. Lo and behold, you see this guy wearing an $800 suit, right? I'm thinking, now, you're going to be thinking to yourself, this guy, I don't know who this guy is, but obviously he's a VIP. He's wearing a fancy suit. What are you going to do? Jim, I even without that level of thing, you make a, a pretty good point. And maybe that is the reason behind uh, why he's kind of kept that low-profile uniform. When I see President Zelensky, I'm looking at a guy that looks like a private or a corporal in the Ukrainian army. He's blending in. He know, He's smart. He knows there's guys out there that have orders. Putin has told his Spetsnaz snipers, paratrooper snipers, some of the uh, these guys are, are crack shots. You find him, kill him, assassinate him. He's he's out there moving around with his people, inspiring his people to fight, and he's trying to blend in so he doesn't get killed by a sniper. This is a war over there. They are killing people. They're filling up mass graves with dead bodies. They're fighting for real over there. This isn't a Hollywood movie. They're really killing people over there. He's 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 at the top of the list. What's wrong with these people? Have they ever heard of the of war? You spell it W A R. One final point: Our other people are on hold. When I was at Fort Bragg, when we were going up against the ROTC students, they they, now, they, they have something. It's called the M16 rifle. And Staff Sergeant Bellavia, if he's listening, understands this. What they would do is, Joe, they 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 have designed and manufactured. I think it's manufactured by Weaver. It's a Weaver scope. It attaches to the top carrying handle of the M16 rifle. They, they gave teenage girls that had two months previously graduated from high school. They were a freshman in college. They took a five-foot-three female. You give her an M16 rifle with a sniper scope on it. Just give her some basic marks, marksmanship training, two or three days of just maybe just basic marksmanship training. You turn her loose and... These female ROTC cadets were sniping at the 82nd Airborne and, and the Green Berets. Can you believe that? Jim, thanks for the call. Um, you know, we went a long way off a suit. But your point is, uh, it remains. And that is, I, I'm trying to think of the most ridiculous part of this. Is the most ridiculous part of this tweet, your mind immediately goes to the fact that he's complaining about somebody not wearing a suit 
in front of Congress. Somebody who's, uh, you know, currently at war, as Jim pointed out there. The To me, it, it becomes clear, the most ridiculous part of this is the very first sentence, the, the very first words of this tweet that Peter Schiff sent out. I understand times are hard. Well, clearly you don't. I understand times are hard. That's not, that's not hard times. Hard times is what Dusty Rhodes said in his promo. Those are hard times. This is a war. So clearly you don't understand times are hard. And times are hard is that your dry cleaner closed. These, these aren't times. Times are hard is, is they go out of business. This is war. They're closed because he had to flee the country. So that's the most ridiculous thing. I mean, that's what is making him look like the biggest idiot on the Internet, which is a very hard thing to do after making that statement. But I do. it does bring up kind of this greater conversation of we have gotten more casual as a society. Is there a place where you draw the line? This is not the place, obviously. This is the president of a country involved in an active war. I mean, who is, if you're paying attention to what he wears, you're obviously living a pretty nice life. He is under attack. I'm. He doesn't care what he's wearing, no matter who he's in front of. He's got bigger things on his mind. But if you take that back to your own life, when are the occasions where you do care about what you're wearing? 803-0930 to join me here on WBEN. You can also send me a text. A lot of people are texting in on the board about where you see people casually dressed. And the most common response that I've gotten so far is church. And, you know, it is much different. I think if my grandmother saw the way I dressed to go to church, she would, you know, have a frown on her face about it for sure. Because it has gotten way, I think the only time you dress up for a service in church, you know, not a wedding or a special event, but, you know, for a Sunday service, Easter, and after that, it's pretty casual in church. Somebody texting in 8030930, you see people casually dressed for church, and they say it's crazy, a lot of older men are wearing shorts in the summer which is bizarre because those are the people who would have worn a suit to church, you know, back, going back. I mean, how many years do you have to go back for that? Ten years ago, 20, to find a suit in church? And, and I'll raise my hand. I, I'm Jeans in church, that's pretty commonplace for me. You know, what I'm wearing right now, I've got a plain hoodie on. I've got plain jeans on, sneakers. That's, you'll, you'll find me wearing that in church. Um, it's gotten a little, and I don't think there's any disrespect in that, by the way. Actually, it's one of the, I I go to a Lutheran church now instead of a Catholic church. And one of the reasons I think it's so nice is because it is, it's basically the laid back version of Catholic mass. You got all the same beats minus the kneelers and you can wear shorts. 
At least that, that, that was my immediate read of it <laughs> the first time I ever went. Uh, but that's definitely one of the scenarios that a lot of people are bringing up where, uh, you know, you don't see it as much in church. And I think the longer that goes on, fewer people have a problem with that. You know, in the uh, of looking at the, the tweet again, someone's texting in that, you know, they respect Zelensky for wearing the T-shirt and jeans because it shows that, you know, he's not just somebody orchestrating from on high, so to speak. He's amongst the people. And, and again, that's part of why he has become such a, a beloved, I would say, figure over the last month is because he seems like one of the people. He has a connection with the people. Is it easy to make that connection while you're wearing a suit? And I think a lot of people in business are asking that very same question. Do I need to wear a suit and tie every time I go out? Are you in sales? Are you, have you made a speech in front of a bunch of people? It doesn't happen that much anymore. But if you were to speak in front of people, if you're on a Zoom call speaking at like a conference somewhere, you're, you're at a teleconference, do you feel the need to dress up in a suit and tie? I was on a Zoom call not that long ago, and I was thinking about that. You do feel a little strange. You know, am I going to get dressed up for this? Because I'm going into the room next to my bedroom. It feels a little silly <laughs> to get dressed up for something virtually. I'm obviously going to wear some clothes. I'm not tubing over here. But to put on the full suit and tie and act like I'm going out to a wedding to sit in front of my computer right next to my bedroom, it I don't know. To me, it's <laughs> that's much more silly than appearing at, you know, what – used to be considered a formal event in a t-shirt or, you know, maybe you're wearing a polo shirt or something with a collar, but it is something a little more casual. Now, someone pointing out, you know, it sounds like what you're wearing is fine. The problem is you have uh, some people with shorts too short, things falling off the front of your shirt, things that are covered. Pajama pants is the one that people hate. I've actually worn... I, I call it all sweatpants, but we've been through this before, the Kreiner Cash uh, thing. There's a big difference between some sweatpants and pajama pants or like ratty gym sweatpants and, you know, something a little more tapered that you can, I don't know, do something with. We've definitely gotten more casual as a society. You know, when you go back to your office, are you wearing the same thing you were before? I'm certainly not. You roll back two years ago. I wasn't wearing a collared shirt every day in the summer. But, you know, plain pocket T-shirt. No one sees me. I wouldn't ever wear shorts to work. Over the last two years, and you dress up uh, or you dress down, I should say, a little more. There's more hoodies. There's more jeans. There's shorts in the summer. 
and you realize that, hey, wait a second, <laughs> we all survived, right? I, I think then you keep on going saying, well, I'm not getting dressed up every day again. You know what? I'm not going to wear a suit or a button-down shirt to work. Now, someone did text in, 803-0930, at a virtual interview, wore a tie on the virtual interview. And according to this texter, one of the things they said after he got hired was it was because he was the only candidate that wore a tie to the virtual interview. Now, okay, I will take you at your word. However, I will also say that I would be a little leery at the person who hired me if they said that the reason you were hired is because you wore a tie in front of your computer. <laughs> I don't, is that the best decision-making process that we can have right now? Now, when I think about how do I dress at work, you know, what's appropriate to wear in certain situations, I only think about one person. That's my good friend Joe Beamer because he is the person who's always impeccably dressed for wherever you go. <laughs> I just got done telling Rob Lucas I've worn nothing but Virginia Tech the last two weeks. The last two decades. <laughs> two weeks. What are you? Uh, you've shown up to work. I, I'm sorry I keep bringing this up. This was like years ago Uh-oh. and only one day, but it was unbelievable. It w- With gym shorts over wind pants. Yeah, that's right. And just like work the entire day. You looked ridiculous, but... It didn't affect your job performance. You still work the same way you normally do. That's true. But I can understand being hired for wearing a button, you know, in certain fields, certain industries. And, you know, that shows that you are taking the interview seriously. And I think that goes, that goes a long way. I wore a suit to my first interview here. Can you believe that? No, I can't. <laughs> I, uh, I've seen you in a suit at your wedding. Yeah. That's about it. I'm not, I don't look good in a suit. Uh, in a suit to come here. I wonder what I wore when I came here. I immediately felt overdressed. Yeah. Oh, when I walked so in I. here. I don't think I was wearing a full suit, though. I wore a suit to uh, for my interview to get the Saturday night produ- producer shift. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, you, I don't even think you need uh, any clothes. To, no, we'll no. Just, just ask Alan Harris. Throw you in. <laughs> yeah, he was saying this morning. Um, now, someone's saying, all right, would you dress like that at a wedding? I don't know if you're referring to like what I'm wearing right now when I said like a hoodie and jeans. Obviously not. One exception. Okay. A Vegas strip wedding. I don't think you have to dress up. Strip club wedding? No, on the strip. Like if you're if you're getting married at the Excalibur, I don't really think you have to dress up. I wouldn't know. I'm I've never been there. I'm guessing. I'm just guessing. I see I would guess if I'm in Vegas everywhere I'm going because it's a casino, I'm wearing a suit. Oh, okay. That's, I mean, that's just how I would kind yeah. of look at it. When, I, when I'm on a cruise ship, if I'm going into spend time at the casino on a cruise ship, you put a suit on. I'm putting the suit on oh, that okay. I brought with me, and that's. What, would you dress like that as a wedding? Of course not. No. Like I, I think there are obvious lines. I think the lines are shifting, but there are still some things. A wedding. Funeral. A funeral. Nice uh, dinner? Do you suit up for a nice dinner? It depends. You know, if you're going to Russell's where there's a dress code where you have to wear a jacket, then yes. Right. Um, You know, depending on the place. You dress accordingly. Things have generally got more casual. If I was was to get in front of Congress 
I'd probably wear a suit. Congress, yes. But Erie County Legislature, probably not. Depends on the day. What what am I there for? (laughs) Uh, But, you know, if I'm in front of, I would wear a suit. Yes. I mean, it is ridiculous to say the president of Ukraine should be wearing one. Right. I mean, I don't, (laughs) no, of course not. But I, you know, if I'm going out there, if I'm addressing, you know, if I'm sitting at one of those panels, if I'm anywhere near a C-SPAN camera, I'm probably wearing a right. suit. Right, right. In, in normal circumstances. But your job day-to-day, how many jobs do you need full suit and tie for day-to-day? Are, I think even banks, you know, if you're a banker, it, like the Wall Street crowd, I think even that is really casualed it up over yeah. the last decade. Yeah, especially over the last two years. A lot of them are still in front of their computer. I mean, But, but the, bank, the bank next to me, the bank that I bank at, when the Sabres are playing, they have jerseys on. So they're not dressing up. The Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's gone that casual. The bank next to me, if the Sabres are playing, um, they have Buffalo Sabre jerseys but on. But that's cool. Yeah. They still count your money right? Yeah, I haven't so had a problem. So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if they're still doing the right job, I, there's certain jobs. Exactly. I, I think it's kind of ridiculous to expect somebody to be wearing a suit. What if you were on trial? You can, you can wear a suit and, and be an idiot, you know? Right. Believe me, I've worn a suit. Court. That's the other. Court. That's yes. what I said. Uh, I think if I see you in a suit, I <laughs> you you can expect three. There's three reactions. If I see you walking somewhere in a suit, I have three things to say to you. It's either going to be my condolences, yep. um, congratulations on getting married, or... How did it go? Oh, I was you, how did your luck. attorneys go? Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. You know, depending on which way of the courtroom you're going to. I felt now I did feel underdressed when I was on a jury. I did not wear a, court, uh, a suit every day to court, and there were other older gentlemen who had a different suit on in the jury. Maybe I messed up there. Maybe that was my problem. See, I think the lawyers would actually like that because you're showing who you really are, and that's who they're pandering to. That's true. Is the people in that box. So, you're listen, I got a suit guy over here, but I also need to convince the VT-wearing uh, guy <laughs> over here all the time. I, uh, I don't know. Someone said they wear a suit to go Christmas shopping. I mean, listen, I, I, I've got a, a number. So I like dressing up. You know, I like yeah. you go to a wedding. You feel better when you're all dressed up like that. I just, there's not many... I, there's not many places. I think I like dressing up until I have to dress up, and I'd rather just throw something easy on. That's mm. that's my that's me. I'm always like, this is going to be fun. Like that last year, the first day of the year, we wore suits to work. I was like, this is going to be fun. And I was like, oh, man, this is more, yeah, more involved. I, to work, I'm not doing it. I yeah. like dressing up for an occasion, dressing up to go out. That's fine. Right. Uh, you're, you're doing something special. For work every day. I mean, it's just, it's not going to happen. And I think for most people right now, over the last decade, but as you said, especially over the last two years, that's the case. Well, hopefully I have no occasion to wear a suit in the next few months because I don't think I fit in any of my suits right now, so. You also don't fit in the categories. I hope you're not getting married again in the next few months. Not that I know of. I hope you're not going to a funeral. No. And uh, let's hope you're not going to court. No. Although we'll see. You know, you get a little crazy this weekend. Nice weather, parade. I mean, anything can happen. Yeah. Just make sure you answer the phone no matter what the number is, yeah. Brian. <laughs> All right. Uh, Joe Beamer is coming up next. He's in for David. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, Beam Ass and Beamer on WBEN. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.